passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Richard Deitch, the host of the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Multiple times a week, our podcast will get you interviews with the most notable names in sports media. From broadcasters to dealmakers to people doing great work behind the scenes. Here's Hubie Brown. Anytime that you win an award, it's not just because of the announcer and the analyst. It's always because of the production team. That's the Sports Media Podcast with Richard Deitch. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. I didn't give us a thumbs up. What are you eating? So we do a podcast. Beef jerky. Beef jerky? I feel bad making you sit here and wait, so I figured we could start it. It's amazing how we've figured out everything to do with food. Like, we've decided, first it was just, I'm sure the cavemen would stab a buffalo with a spear and eat it raw. Right. Then they decided, hey, if I put this over fire, it tastes pretty good. Pretty good. Then somebody decided to dry meat. Out. Like, <laughs> is beef jerky cooked or it's dried out meat? I'd say it's, if I had a guess, Yeah, it's cooked, and then it is infused with somewhere between a pound and six pounds of salt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that. Like, even in, like, uh, Italy, they have uh, prosciutto di Parma, which you could get in the deli, and all they do is they take, this ham is not cooked. It's like a piece of the pig. Right, right. And they just put salt on it and leave it for months and then it sounds terrible. Thinly sliced, it's delicious. But like we've figured out, like when you go, oh, this this steak in the steakhouse, this is aged twenty eight days. What? Right? Why? What was wrong with twenty nine or or fifteen? Or, or then, right off the or cooked immediately? Right? Or like right? Why? If I have something in my fridge for three days, is it all of a sudden no good? But this aged twenty eight days is terrific. I guess it's like anything. Experience. The longer you go, and the longer society continues to evolve, the more we learn. So I always go back to, and you and I have talked about this before, the poor people that did things first. Yeah. You many people probably thought, hey, let's try and domesticate a raccoon. Yeah, these would be great. And woke up with their eyeballs scratched out one night <laughs> and realized, not the right animal. Who's the good boy? <laughs> <laughs> or they tried the squirrel yeah. <laughs> in the well, house. These dogs seem pretty calm. Let's try them. Yeah, they turn out to be coyotes. They eat you. <laughs> like... What about these cats? But well, we'll have to rip their nails out first or they'll kill us. <laughs> they turned out to be lions yeah. as they grew up. Right. Who knew? Uh, yeah, I don't know how we figure these things out all these years. And what do we have left to figure out for the future? Um, 
Well, I mean, we're continuing to. I mean, we're you're getting to a point where I think I do think in our lifetime. I don't mean next year. Okay. I don't even mean in five years. I think within twenty years, you're going to see flying cars mm-hmm. because they're already designed. It's a matter of now getting them to scale and actually getting them to be used properly. That's, I mean, that's going to be another another advance for sure. Um, but food wise. I mean, what else is there? They've already figured out how to wait, how to make meat that's not meat. Mm-hmm. Fish that isn't fish. Yep. Beyond fish. <laughs> fish without the stink. Yeah. This uh, this fish has been aged 28 days <laughs> on salt. <laughs> Salted cured meat. Right. We figured out, like, you can put soup in a can and not open it for seven years. That's fine. And then it's okay. Fresh like, what is be. in that? I don't know. God. I don't know how they're. Pres- I don't know what preservatives are in that. I don't either. I don't. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what else, what's left. I would think medical advances and you know more technology and things of that. You know, I saw was it not Elon Musk? Who was it? Where they wanted so two things I saw in California, they want to use robot cops, and they robot were trying cops. Yeah, for real. And I think it just got shot down where they wanted to use robot cops that could use force. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Imagine getting beat up on your way to work by a robocop. No, I mean like, more like shot. Oh, shot. Like armed robots oh. in high leverage situations. That's some scary stuff we're talking. We're really getting futuristic now. So I think technology, you know, and medical, I think medical advances. Yeah, don't be a bad guy because as uh, we get better technology, our robots will shoot you. That's that's some scary crap right there. I like that. Then you don't put our officers in, uh, in harm's way. Just let robots shoot bad guys. Love yeah. it. Might happen. Love it, Jerry. Yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, technology and uh, uh, medical things, I'm watching. I'm only. Uh, it's only a 90 minute documentary, Jerry. Right. Tell me if you'd be interested. That sounds in this. perfect. 90 minute documentary. I'm only halfway through. I watched half of it last night. I got tired. Went to bed. It's called Capturing the Killer Nurse. Oh yeah, you told me about this. And it's a documentary about this uh, male nurse. This is Zach's in this. Uh, yeah. A uh, guy we work with, yeah. his mom was one of the victims. Horrible. And this this male nurse, this happened in Somerset, New Jersey, and then other locations, some in Pennsylvania, wherever he worked, he did yeah. this, where he was injecting patients. He was over ODing them and killing them. Okay. Now, throughout this documentary, there's there's clips of him talking, I guess, on some sort of recording, confessing to somebody. Yeah. Saying he was trying to, he didn't like seeing people suffer, right? So that's why he did it. Mm-hmm. Almost like a mercy killing. Right. Which in the very beginning, you're like, you know, that's kind of how it first starts. He's always like, I was, I really was be sad to see people suffering. And I was like, huh, this is an interesting Defense. thing. Well, I was like, well, it's not like he's Jeffrey Dahmer. He's not like chopping people up. And, right. you know, maybe, he, you know, he got close to these people. He's... But then as the story goes on, there were people that were making recoveries. Oh, God. And doing well, progressing, and... That's horrible. It's also amazing for these that we find out whenever you see any of these documentaries, how much stuff, like phone calls, like 911... Are recorded? Yeah, like 911 calls are all recorded. I get that. So mm-hmm. that's interesting to go back and hear yep. 911 calls. Uh, in this documentary, calls to poison control. Yeah. Those are recorded. Yeah, I would think and so. They just go back to those dates. Yeah, and there they are. Yeah, pretty wild. I know. Yeah, it is. And it's... then all the 
nurses who worked with this nurse and how they said how nice guy he was. What right? a great teammate he was and hard worker. You know, and, dude, you never know. It is unbelievable. You just never know. Yeah. With anything, with anybody. That's why, and I know it's, I know it's fine. We have fun with it. But I think what, in the calendar last year, I think it was trust, assume nothing, trust no one. Yeah. And I know that bothered my wife when I put that in there. I'm like, but I'm sorry. The only person you really know is yourself. Correct. And whether they're kids, spouses, cousins, parents, friends, coworkers, you don't know. I think you're a pretty good dude, Al. Thank you, Jerry. Do I know with 100% certainty? I have no clue. I got a lot of hours in the day. You don't see me. Trust me. I'm well aware. (laughs) You won't see me again until uh, 4.20 when I walk in. God knows what you've done between 11 a.m. and 4.20 tomorrow. I don't know. That's what's amazing. Like when when, uh, there have been serial killers that were married men with families who loved them. And uh, the one serial killer... uh, BST or BT something, BTK killer. It was Bound Torture Kill. That was his nickname, BTK. The daughter is an adult now. She talks about how nice her father was, Mm -hmm. how loving he was. The people he worked with loved the guy. And then when he'd leave work, he'd go kill a neighbor. Had this crazy side of him. Yeah, you're right. You have no idea. You don't. You, You absolutely do not. And that's a scary thing about trusting someone in marriage in anything or in anything because right? you don't know yeah as much as you can sit there and and what is religion predicated on trust faith faith which is another word for trust you have quote unquote faith that when you pass over to the other side there's the shangri-la ahead of you but then there's that great line everyone quote unquote everyone believes in god in the afterlife but no one wants to die why right <laughs> it's supposed to be awesome <laughs> yes, right if you tell me I got a trip to the Bahamas tomorrow, I can't wait to go. Matter of fact, can I leave now? If death is supposed to be so amazing, why don't we want to die? Right. Because you don't know. Because we don't know you for don't sure. Know. You like right now, and I'm not being I'm being serious. The chances of Gina sleeping with someone right now are probably zero percent point zero point one percent. You don't know. No one knows. No clue what she's doing right now. Right. She could tell you she went to the store, she worked, and she took a nap. You're here. What do I know? Nor does she know what you're doing all afternoon. Right. So, yeah, it's crazy. And then this thing, even like in tying it back to this documentary. So your loved ones in the hospital being taken care of by wonderful nurses and and doctors. You just assume they're getting the proper care by people that are trained to do it right and we're putting our trust in everything we put our trust in everything. everything think of that right so you put your trust in okay this is nurse or doctor's taking care of my loved one this teacher is yeah. teaching my kid uh this mechanic when he changed out my brakes didn't forget something that my brakes not gonna work sure i think about this one all the time driving in i don't know why in the middle of the night versus it could happen anytime but when i'm driving on like a two-lane road near my house why is the other person not swerve over and just hit your head on? Right. What and does, by the way, that does happen. Yeah. I'm not saying the guy falls asleep. I'm saying that the guy's just like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to hit this guy head on right now because my life's going terrible. Yes. And and it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yes. It's it's not. So uh, you know, when we're doing 80 on the highway 
and a thin dashed white line is uh, keeping you separated from the guy next to you switching lanes. Correct. Yeah. And that's when it starts to freak people out. Like people who it. have anxieties about driving oh, or things. Sure. That's when it. You can't when you, th- if you think too much about anything, you'll never get out of bed every day. Yeah. You won't. You just won't. I mean, <laughs> I've said it many times. My son, who's now 18, when he was 16, a surgeon cut his skull open. Right. You took the faith that that surgeon. I hoped. N- hoped. I hoped. Like that hell. he would, n- knew what he was doing, had a good day leading up to that, that he didn't wake up, yeah. that uh, a kid or his dog or his wife didn't keep him up all night yep. for for whatever reason. And he was on his game. Right. You know, all I could do is the research and make sure that he was as advertised, and he was. He had a great track record. and But I can tell you, the day before, and, you know, I had a pit in my stomach all day. Like, are we doing the right thing? You know, because there was, as it turned out, it would have been the wrong, the wrong decision. There was the thought that it could have been just handled and treated with medicine and, you know, the, the, the small tumor he had in his head. It would have kept it where it was and blah, 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 blah. And as it turned out, when he went in, it was relatively bigger it was uh, not to say much bigger it was but it was definitely i want to say it was almost twice the size they thought it was and had we left it in there it would have caused serious problems and the medicine would not have long term would not have yeah. been enough so we did make the right decision but only because we didn't know any better and we listened to the doctor's advice and went with it yep but it's like yeah you know it's Decisions you make, and you can't go back on them. No, you cannot. There's certain decisions. Uh, as much as when I make a decision, I always regret it initially. Some of them you cannot go back on. No, you can't. You know, you can always go back, and you can always trade the car back in and get another one. You make decisions at the hospital or at a doctor's office or whatever. That's done. Some scary stuff. Yeah. How about just having surgery? Just something as simple as having your tonsils taken out. Yes. Like they're cutting in your throat. Huh? Wow. Even the Joe Buck one. Joe Buck makes probably $40 million a year as an announcer. He had vocal cord surgery. What if that guy had a bad day and was the one in a hundred that he, or one in a thousand that he screwed up? Holy crap. And you heard it in the Howard Stern interview with Bruce Springsteen. Yes. Same thing. That one too. Holy God. You're Bruce Springsteen. Like, that's what you sing. And he had to not talk for a month and then slowly, oh, my God. Right, and trust the doctor. And, again, look at all the reviews, talk at people who have been to this doctor. But you don't The doctor's got to be looking down like, this is Bruce Springsteen. Oh, my God. (laughs) Right? Right. That's why I think all the, like, celebrities go to the same doctors. Makes sense. Because they're probably not starstruck at that point. You better hope not. Yeah. You better hope not. My God. Things jammed up your ass to make sure your colon's clear. Yeah. Right. Nope. Yeah. Shoot me up. Let me. I'll fall asleep and then just have your way with me. <laughs> God Almighty. Yeah. Just knock me out. I'll be fine. Oh my God. Right. You wake up. You go. Hope they did what they were supposed to do and nothing more. Oh man. You ain't kidding. Yeah. A lot of trust in the world, Jerry. We have to trust people. Uh, no, you don't. You just you got to have one eye open. Yes, you do. So that was. Uh, it's called capturing the killer nurse. All right. I don't good. know that I'll watch it, but it's pretty good, Jerry. I'm sure it is. I don't know that I'm going to watch it, though. I did ask uh, the fellow who works here whose mom was one of the victims if he watched it. He he said he did not and will, and is not really interested. I don't blame him. He sat down for it. And I give him credit Actually, for doing Actually, he didn't sit that. down for it. He didn't? No. Well, he's in it, though. He's in it. They used uh, 
video of his testimony. You're kidding. No. He was asked to be in it, and he, wow. he didn't want to do it. So I saw a brief clip. I yes. just assumed he sat down yeah, so for did I. it. Damn. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense. I, I didn't realize. All right. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Tough stuff. Yes. So I will be watching it, of course. Now, our entire warm-up show is now, well, that's not true. The first uh, segment of the warm-up show, we were yelling about Aaron Judge. Yes. Which is now that we get to the post-game podcast, he has re-signed with the Yankees. Correct. So all that stuff when I was yelling that you have to get rid of your Aaron Judge jerseys. You do not. Your uh, your judges' gavels, your judges' wigs, your judges' robes, you can keep all of those things because he's going to be here, Jerry, for nine more years. I will tell you, though, that I had a – so Joseph just likes players. He doesn't really give a crap about the Mets. The, I was all locked in. I was going to buy him a, a San Francisco Giants Aaron Judge jersey. That was going to be a gift. So that just got crossed off the list. Right, right. All those San Francisco, right, you're right. Probably people that are San Francisco Giants fans yep. for Christmas and the holidays were all like, well, this is going to be perfect. All right, we'll get Mitch Hanniger now, I guess. <laughs> we'll get Aaron Judge related. I wonder if they were selling those. Could you get? No, not yet. No, you... no, I mean, could you have gone, have gone on and gotten a personalized jersey? I don't know. With Judge on the back? You might have been able to. 99. I know, like, the, the Rangers website doesn't have DeGrom jerseys yet. Really? Not yet. He hasn't spoke yet. I'm waiting to hear from him. That's true. I will get Joseph that. I'll get him a Texas Rangers DeGrom jersey. Because, again, he doesn't care. Yeah. But I would You get actual jerseys or do I have, like, replica jerseys? Um, Probably kids? both. I'll probably get him a replica. Yeah. Because he's growing like a weed. So yeah. he'll get one year out of it, and that's it. Like, we got him, my nephew... Um, got him custom-made cleats for Christmas last year. So our old team, the Hawks, we were dark green and white and black. So he got these Nike Jordan cleats, custom-made, painted green. They were awesome. And then it was our last year, and then by the the fall, we played for a different team with different colors. He still wore the cleats, but at the end, like his toes were popping. It was yeah, ridiculous. Was jamming them in there. I'm like, I'm not buying you new cleats now, and then they're going to sit for four months so we have to get him new cleats um, in March. Point is, it's like every month. He, he grew, f- his height went up five inches from last year. Five inches five a inches. year. Five inches, yeah. He's up to 5'5". Five, five. He went from five feet last year. I just took him for his physical. He was five, just a, he was just shy of 5'5". Five, five. So the doctor's like, wow, he grew almost five inches. How old is he? Uh, he's 12. What does a 5'5", five, 12-year-old five, weigh? He weighs 125. Now, Matthew is 5'8". He's 18. Matthew's 5'8". He's got, like, no body fat. He weighs 125. No, not 120. He weighs 130, 135. But he is, like, he's solid, but he's thin. He's got Kim's body. Joseph's got mine. (laughs) I said, kid, you're going to have to run a lot or you're going to look pudgy like me. But he could still grow into a different different body. Kim's dad was 6'1". Um, so we're, and my grand, one of my grandfathers was six foot and my brother is five eleven. So I'm hoping that Joseph somewhere in that five ten to six, two, yeah. so the bigger, the better, but I'm hoping, you know, that'd be great for him. Yes. Especially if he wants to be an athlete. Yes. I think poor Matthew has done it about five, eight, five, nine. <laughs> I feel terrible, but that's what it is. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> I tell you my bad. Yes, exactly. Um, let me ask you what you think of this, because this comes up a lot. And we I, I feel like we, as talk show hosts, 
shake it off when a caller says something like this. Like it's just it's one of those things that doesn't even get discussed anymore because probably we've heard of a million times, but it gets blown right off. And that was a a woman who called in, who is a huge Yankee fan. Yeah, loves Aaron Judge, For followed sure. Aaron Judge. But the money now is getting so crazy. And she she made a great point. She goes, you know. You know, teachers make forty grand a year, and yeah. we don't keep them because their salaries are too high. Right. I wonder at what point it turns people off to no point. No, because I also got a call from a limo driver, right? Who was like, "No, I don't know what a limo driver makes, but my guess is it's not millions of dollars." And I he's would, like, "Unless he owns the company, I would think not." You know, you guys keep saying Aaron Judge is making forty million a year, but he's not getting the forty million a year. I mean, he's probably only going to get twenty million. To mm-hmm. I go, dude, you drive a limo, <laughs> and you're defending Aaron Judge's. Like, at what so, point? So here, th- does it become a bother? A, I think this. Well, I you're it won't because you've crossed into absurdity. Like the we've talked about this NBA players that don't play. That are the twelfth man on a roster, or the whatever, however many guys. I think it's twelve. Yeah, twelve active players, maybe sixteen on a roster. They make million. They make seven figures. They don't play. <laughs> um, I, this is a. I think you could have a very long conversation about this because what you end up with, if you're, it's so weird because what you could end up with is a government type of pay scale. For instance, in my mind. The fact that an active military member does not make money beyond his wildest dreams, I cannot understand for the life of me. When my dad tells me stories about what he went through in Vietnam, I'm like, and then you come home and either you weren't appreciated or you weren't paid, like literally sitting there with rifles in the jungle, not seeing or having any communication with your family for months, you know. I don't know. And then you got guys, and uh, those guys should make a fortune. They should. Where's the money coming from, though? That's the problem. Right. Cops do okay, not millions of dollars. Yes, in certain areas they do well. And what's weird is Depending it's... Depending on where, though. Right, and what's weird is that they tend to do better in safer areas. Which meant because taxes are higher. Yeah. That's where the money comes from. And then so, in the rougher areas... They seem to get taxes, paid less, less in the less, more dangerous places. Less tax revenue. Where are you getting the money from? So the the problem with the conversation or the argument is they're just hitting a baseball. I agree. They're also generating revenue that is crazy. Like Aaron Judge, forget the other guys for a minute. Just on, I would say just on jersey sales alone, and this is a worldwide market now, worldwide. The Yankees make their money back. I mean, the A, supposedly, was it Tiki or is it Tierney? One of the guys said, where the hell did I hear it? Maybe I saw it on TV, been watching or listening to a lot lately. They said the Yankees were worth, in 2010, I want to say it was $1.5 billion. Today, they're worth $7 billion. So in 12 years, (laughs) they're worth seven times what they were worth. And that was, an, that was a big number. Right. So Aaron Judge and ticket sales and jersey sales alone, he's making them money. He is. You can make the case he's worth more. Yeah, I guess it's weird because we don't really see those numbers. And when you look at right. somebody like a Tom Cruise, right? Right. 
So you'll see Tom Cruise was paid $20 million for Mission Impossible. Yeah. And then you see opening weekend, it made $120 million. Mm-hmm. You go, okay, there it is. Absolutely. Howard Stern, we talk about this all the time. Right. You do the numbers, it makes sense. Right. If Howard Stern has a million people out of out of Sirius's 48 million subscribers and Howard has a million of them being right. super conservative at 12 to $18 a month. That's $18 a million a month he's bringing in. Yeah. So when you want to pay him $100 million a year, you go, okay, I see the math. The math works. Need for that. Yeah. You need them. But I guess it's it's just hard for baseball because we don't really – when you turn it on sometimes in the, and there's not a of lot of people in the stands, then you go, okay, well, where's that money coming from? You don't really think about, you know, Fox paying for the contract. Yeah. You know, you forget about that. You mentioned that, which I wouldn't even think about, Yankees logo worldwide. So what are they selling in Japan and China? I don't know. I think they're wearing yeah, – for real, I think they're wearing, wearing Yankee hats in South Korea. Yeah. I think that is a that is a the Cowboys, the Yankees, those the are Lakers. Yes, they're global logos. Um there was a there was a report done on the top 10 biggest growth companies in 2022. I downloaded it, but it was there was so much Was it a podcast? Uh it was not. It was oh. a, re- a written report. Oh. By I want to say it was Bloomberg Finance, maybe I forget, but it was one of those companies. And one of the Yankee guys retweeted it. Uh, one of the baseball reporters I follow retweeted it. And Major League Baseball, the third biggest growth in 2022. And one of the things that someone had, um, which another thing you don't think about is they do so well on their highlight packages on YouTube. They are making a fortune in ad revenue on YouTube. Because that's kind of how baseball's consumed now. Seven minute highlight packages, great plays, home runs. So while a lot of people don't, I love watching a baseball game. I get why people don't. People are consuming it differently in those pre rolls. And now, in a lot of cases, if you watch it on YouTube, they'll throw, they'll jam a commercial in at the four minute mark. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently making a lot of money digitally. So it's it's not just about ticket sales anymore, but for the Yankees. Merchandise, ticket sales, parking, which they get a cut of, concessions they get a cut of, digital. I mean, it's, it's and TV a lot. rights, yeah. It's a lot, yeah. And then you get to TV rights on top of it. Right. You know, it's um, it sucks. It does because teachers, military people, you know, co- they should all make more money. Who's paying them? Right. That's those are all taxpayer jobs. Correct. You want you want more taxes? No, Jerry. Okay. So the same people that are going to complain, yeah, that these jobs that get paid by us aren't being paid enough, are probably the first people to complain. Don't raise my taxes. Well, how how do you want it then? Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. I want Aaron Judge to pay all the police salaries in New York, Jerry. I guarantee you, Aaron Judge donates a ton of money to charity. I guarantee it. I would be, I believe that. They said, how about this? One of the stories this morning said he's going to save $8 million in taxes by choosing New York over California. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Good stuff, Jerry. All right, let's do the warm-up show now. Are you out tomorrow? I am. I will be in Columbus, Ohio with Rutgers. They Ooh. play Ohio State tomorrow night. When do you head out there? Uh, we are flying late this afternoon. Oh, you're going today. Yes. So you'll get to hang out on that main strip in Columbus this evening to go for a dinner, or you go... Uh... No, you know, they don't... Um, they stay a little bit off that strip now. They stay in a beautiful, brand-new hotel that was built two years ago or so, three years. a matter of fact, it was built, no joke, it opened 
I want to say a few weeks before the pandemic hit. So in the pandemic year of 2020, which I still traveled with Rutgers, we were like their first customers. They opened only for us because it was shut down. Yeah. Um, beautiful hotel, but it's on the other side of the campus now. So no, it's not on that strip that you're talking about. You go for a team dinner tonight? Yeah. Yep. You eat with the players as well? Mm-hmm. Yep. But you don't sit with the player. The, you no, guys usually the coaches or my partner, Austin, or Paul Schrager, my engineer, um, some of the team managers. You know Connor Cook? Yes. His cousin Tyler is a uh, is a one of he's probably the head team manager now. He's like in charge of all those guys. I sit with him, have dinner with him a lot. You ever get mistaken for a Rutgers basketball player? A coach. A coach. Not a player. Okay. I'm a little short. No. And a little older than a Rutgers student. Yes. Oh, there's I wanted to show you. I know we gotta go. There is from MLB Old Photos, I think is the um is the Twitter handle. I love that sound the sound of that Twitter handle. I gotta see if I saw I don't think I yeah, I didn't Damn it. Anyway, um, they put out a video of, was it Honus Wagner? At 59 years old. He looks like he's 159 <laughs> years old. It's it's tremendous, yeah. though. I think it was Honus Wagner. I don't remember. But amazing to me, though, that there's that like that film footage from whenever the hell that was. Yeah. And he's talking, and then he runs out there, and he's still hitting the ball. Like, it's pretty wild. Was Very he, cool. He wasn't playing at 59 years old, was he? No, I don't think so. But I, maybe he was, I don't know, maybe he was coaching. I'm not sure. But he had a uniform on. He was definitely out of shape. Yeah. But he went out there and took some ground balls. And he's firing the ball all over the place. Like, look at this guy. Pretty. It, it's right up your alley. All right. I will check that out. That sounds like the type of Twitter feed I would like. You would like that. All right, Jerry. Warm up next. I'll be here with CeeLo tomorrow. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on and you know them. We talk about the sports you care about, basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happened. And let's not forget the important stuff, the amount of daylight where I live, the importance of speedies, and the rankings of beach-style pizza. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Your official station to talk Jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. 
Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, midweek, what's up, what's up, what's up? 502, the Eddie Skizzer, hello, how are you doing? Okay, how are we doing? Uh, it is Wednesday. Across from me, his name is Al Arson Dukes. We've got a lot to do this morning. We've got Boomer and Geo at 6. We're going to break down stuff all over your face. Good oh, morning, yeah. Arson Man. How are you? Good morning, Jerry. So I caught, uh, I was listening to Cartner Roberts when this all went down yesterday with Arson Judge and Aaron Judge and yeah. all that fun stuff. First of all, I think I'm at a point where everything annoys me at this point in life. So I was listening to Carter Roberts, and that was annoying me because Evan just shouts, I've got Aaron Judge news. Then Craig wouldn't let him. He's like, oh, you know, everyone's setting everything up. Got to guess it and figure it out. And what yeah, do you so think? Guess what? I, there's a million places I could go for it. Tell me where it is. Right. You could just pick up your phone. Yes. It was so annoying. I hear you. I did like, not oh, see this. Oh, what is it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. C-Mac, what do you think? Uh, like, just tell me because <laughs> n- I'm a goner if you don't tell yeah. me. You know what I mean? Were you a goner? No, because I wanted to see how long. Because <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was critiquing Jerry. I wanted I to see how long it was going to take them to actually tell me Aaron Judge. Let me ask you this. Was gone. By the time that Evan Roberts finally said the news yeah. he had, had John already retracted? No. Okay. So it didn't go on that long. Uh, well, no, well, it wasn't like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. I don't know because they, Evan clearly had, uh, John Heyman's original tweet open. So he probably wasn't looking at oh, the rest gotcha. of the thing. So I don't know how soon, how soon after that happened. Got it. But yeah. And then that he, t- he wrote arson judge. He typed. So now that's trending on Twitter. <laughs> arson judge. Yes. Aaron judge. Uh, think anybody's bought, uh, arson judge shirts yet? Yeah. Someone's made them. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Arstool's probably got 19 different versions of Arson Judge. Right, black and orange, yes. pinstripes for New York. <laughs> yeah. Smart. I mean, at this point, though, uh, John Heyman should have just left it up. He could have. He could have. And, and not even said, uh, I jumped the gun. So no. he said, well, he, the reason why he took it down was, so I'll, I'm not, I'll play it later, but he he goes on our sister station in San Francisco, I think it was. Okay. And they basically ask him, well, why did you post it? Why did you retract it? And he said, I had two very good sources that told me he's decided San Francisco. And then when I I posted it, and then all of a sudden people from San Francisco and New York are calling me, they hadn't heard that yet. He goes, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh. So he goes, "Eh, I might as well take it down. Well, then here's the other thing. Even earlier in the day, when I was eating lunch, I was going through some news, and I saw the New York Post had an article about Aaron Judge being named Time Athlete of the Year or something. Yes. And Whatever. yeah, I don't know. It's to, he was on Time Magazine, cover, mm-hmm. whatever it is. In that article, has all these quotes from Aaron Judge, pretty much telling you he's going to the Giants. He in there he said, uh, you know, talking about the negotiations with the Yankees. Right. He was upset that they let the numbers come out. Absolutely. Said they knew it was a negotiation tactic that put pressure on me, turned the fans against me, turned the media against me. I would love to know when these quote like I was the I know the article was written recently. I'd love yeah. to know when they talked to him because then later and then later on in the article you would think there's something you lead with. He talked about a conversation he had a couple years earlier. They go, "Where do you see yourself in ten years?" He says, "Playing for the married to yes, his wife." I saw that and yeah. playing for the Giants. Yeah, he's gone. He might be. So, at, well, I will tell you though the fact that. This news with um, Heyman came out and then was retracted. And the fact that we're sitting here at 5 o'clock in the morning the next day and nothing, like it's been quiet, it tells me he's struggling with this. 
Like, that would be my thought, is yeah. that he wants to go to San Francisco. He wants to go home. His wife, I guess, is from there, so it's very appealing to be there. But he likes being the Yankee. Like, I, I feel like from just reading the tea leaves, as they say, he's really hung up on this. Yeah, and I could understand the the struggles of making the decision. I have this with every decision I make, and then I immediately regret the decision I make. I don't know that he'll regret this one. He's got right. two really good choices. He does. He does have two really good choices. This You're is right. not like, you know, Robbie Cano had to decide between the Yankees and the Seattle Mariners. I wouldn't be surprised if the next day he woke up in Seattle and said, what the hell did I just Why do? Why did I do that? I don't think... Wherever Aaron Judge wakes up after he makes this decision, he's going to regret it because he's got two great cities, two great franchises to go play for. And one is home and one is here, which has become his home. This isn't like the Texas Rangers. Right. Where he might be like, oh, I'm going to be the next A-Rod. I think he's in a he's in a great place. So I agree with you and disagree with you at the same time. Yeah. So if I was John Heyman, I would have just edited Aaron's name from Arson to Aaron. Right. And left it up. You could have. And just said, I'm standing by this. Because it's kind of, that's what it is. Yeah, I wonder, he must have gotten a lot of heat from somebody. Yeah. I wonder if the Giants and the you Yankees said, were yelling at him. <laughs> you said heat, and he used the term arson. Judge. That's right. Look Interesting, at see what, Jerry. See what we did right there? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're right. His sources must have yelled at him, and he must have been like, oh my gosh, if I don't take this down, my sources never Maybe. give me sources. Maybe. Very possible. Man. It was chaos, and no one else was reporting it. It was no. just John Heyman. And no one's reported anything on this since. Yeah. So, like, you know, you're watching. I put Carton and Roberts on for a little while after all of this happened, and I was listening to them drive into uh, the gym with my son, and I'm like, man. So you, you felt like there was a lot of momentum. that I really thought by, like, 6, 7 o'clock yep. last night, decision would be out, all good. Lay down, go to bed. I'm like, wow, I'm watching the Devils game. I'm thinking, I haven't heard anything about Aaron Judge. So I Googled it before I turned the TV off. Nothing. Woke up this morning, first thing I did, put Aaron Judge in Google. Nothing. I'm like, what the hell? Right, because it being on the West Coast, yeah. even when we go to bed, you think it's still very possible. I expected something around midnight, 1 o'clock in the morning, you know, 10, 1, 10, 9, 10 o'clock West Coast time. Right now, it's 2 o'clock. I mean, could something happen right now? Yeah, it's 2 o'clock in the morning. Could agents be up right now? Yes. But I, no, now awesome. we're going until this afternoon now. If a random team we weren't even ever thinking is in the mix. The Tampa Rays. The Tampa Rays (laughs) signed them today. Like, what? The only drama that would, I would say, could live up to that would be if all of a sudden the Boston Red Sox offered them 10 years and $450 million out of nowhere. Red Sox or Mets. Those would be the two. Which would be more shocking, Jerry? He signs with the Mets or he signs with the Red Sox? The Red Sox. The Mets would not shock me. Because if that ever happened, it would be about money, staying in New York, whatever. The Red Sox would shock me. What if he said, I'm taking less money to go to the Red Sox? That would shock me. <laughs> that would, uh, yeah, I'd be floored. That would not happen. <laughs> There's no chance that would happen. Less was... money to go to San Francisco, maybe, although their offer seems to be bigger than the Yankees right now. Yeah. Anyway. But um, it is odd. And I understand the whole point that came out about, and, it's, and again, uh, we talked about this. The fact that Steve Cohen and the Mets have not even had the conversation. No, weird. Yeah. And it's not, I don't know. To me, it's not the fact that um, they're trying to keep salaries down. I truly believe it's the fact that he doesn't want to ruin a relationship with Hal Steinbrenner. Apparently, that's what was written. Um, And I don't think that that's, what's the word when they uh, get together? Collusion. Yeah, I I actually don't think it's collusion because I don't think it was done with other teams to keep, 
I think it's legit. Like, he doesn't want to. But then you hear Brandon Nimmo's interested in the Yankees. So why would they have not at least broached the subject? I guess that, you know, if they don't want to steal the the big, the biggest stars of each team, they don't want to take. Hold on a second. The Phillies went out and got Trey Turner, gave him 11 years. The Giants are offering Aaron Judge nine years and almost $400 million. Brandon Nimmo, not the biggest star, I agree, but he's looking at the Yankees. Taiwan Walker gets a big deal from the Phillies for four years. Jamison Tyone, Jacob deGrom goes to Texas. What big stars are the Mets stealing? Just Aaron Judge. That's A 40-year-old Justin Verlander? No, and no, I, just... I, I agree that they're a far from a finished product. I get it. But this notion that Steve Cohen's going to come in and they have this Cone tax because he's going to sign every... He signed nobody. Oh, and who's the left? Justin Verlander and, and, and what Max Scherzer. And they lost to Grom. They haven't done anything. Right. Right now they're... Come on. They're even. Maybe. I, when Steve Cohen bought the team... This is the type of guy I thought he'd go after. And it's been crickets. And it's going to be crickets because clearly they're, for whatever reason, not interested. Relationships, whatever. I don't know. So if the, are we waiting for Shohei Otani? Is that what we're doing? So uh, who's left big that the Mets could sign? Anyone? A big ticket free agent right now? Yeah. I'd have to look. I don't. I don't honestly Nothing don't know. Off the top I don't of your head. know because the big ones were DeGrom and Judge. Those were your big t- – and Trey Turner. Those are your big ticket free agents. I, I mean, I can look as we're doing this, but hmm. my point is hmm. that everybody's so afraid big bad Steve Cohen's going to come in and buy a championship because he's going to put the best guy at every position. No, he hasn't. We got a 38 year old and a 40 year old. The 38 year old dropped dead at the end of the season this year. Can't wait to see that again coming up this, uh, this summer or this fall. And then you went out and got a guy that you just gave $86 million to who's 40. Great. And they don't have a center fielder. That's outstanding. Wonderful. Yeah, you're right. At least, you know. Do something. Knock on the door of Aaron Judge. I mean, nothing. As far as we know. If, if let me say this, Jerry. Let me ask you this. If Aaron Judge signed with the with the Mets, mm-hmm. would that be a top 10 WFAN story of all time? Yeah. Top 10? Oh, yeah. Would it be top five? A top five? Hmm, that's a good question. I would say yes. You're talking about arguably one of the, and his long way to go, but his career with the Yankees is pretty damn good. Just came off a 62 home run season. Would be the Yankee captain if he stayed. I think we're pretty clear about that. Yes. And if the Mets swooped in and got him, yes. I, yeah, I would say top five. It might be. This Eddie, what of- would be, give me, just give me a couple. But the Piazza thing for sure is one of them. Give me a, a top moment that you would talk about in the uh, history of WFAN sports-wise. Rangers Cup. Okay. Rangers win the Cup. Piazza. The first Yankees uh, World Series, 96. Mm, no. No? No. What about Mets-Yankees World Series? Yeah. Subway maybe, Series. But that yeah, it was so anticlimactic, though. Yeah. It didn't. I, I don't want to say it didn't live up to it, but it kind of didn't. It was, what, four games to two? It was, eh. If that shot Piazza hits, wins the game, and goes over the fence instead of Bernie catching it to end the World Series, maybe. I don't know about that. Uh, you might be right about What did you say? When they won in 96. Uh, you might be right now. Now that I'm thinking about it. Uh, A-Rod was a big deal when he signed. Yeah. I think Judge is bigger. I think Judge might be bigger than all of them if the Mets actually ever did and, that. And uh, the Tyree Giants Super Bowl beating the undefeated Pats. Yes. Top five. Top five. Might be top three. 
Might be the top. Would be. Top Jerry number one? If the Mets took Aaron Judge from the Yankees, yeah, it might be. Especially if it wasn't even being discussed and it just happened today. And nothing has been. Right. That's the whole point. Oh, man, Jerry. There's been nothing but silence. We'd be part of history. Uh, Yeah, you would be. Absolutely. So, I don't know. It's just interesting that everyone was so worried about this guy spending like a drunken sailor. And, yes, he has spent. There's no question about it. It's, hey, it's been underwhelming. The 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 big Mets fans like uh, Mr. Evan Roberts, they all are just like, ah, oh, we're getting Otani next year. So, yeah, like, that's no not a lock this year. And if that's what they're waiting for, I, I okay, I guess. But you better make sure how you getting them. Free agency? You trading for him? Are you sure that he wants to come here? And I know Billy Epler was a major reason why he went to Anaheim. I get it. So I, I understand the relationship. He got to make sure he wants to come to New York. Maybe he wants to be in Los Angeles with the Dodgers. Maybe he wants to go to the Giants and team with maybe Judge. He, maybe he wants to go to the Giants. Who knows? Maybe he wants to go to Seattle. Who knows? So, I don't know. I think if you're just kind of waiting for that, okay, you better be sure, though. So, I've been underwhelming. Hmm. Did you see the one funny thing I did think? We'll take a break. But before we take a break, I'll play this for you. I thought this was funny. So, you know that you got these meetings going on. Uh, in San Diego. So, you know, like Yes Network, SNY, I think they've all had live reporters in San Diego. MLB Network, though, is there. Okay. Um, and so. Doing shows. Yeah. So they get all. Let me get everybody on. Like, it was actually funny. You had MLB Network live on last night and the Yankees uh, winter meeting show live on Yes at the same time. They both said they were live shows. You go back and forth, Aaron Boone was on both of them at the same time. <laughs> wow, he could be in two places at once. Clearly one was pre-taped. It was pretty funny. But so David Ross, who you know, Al, is the manager of the Chicago Cubs. Um, he's, I did know that. He's on live with MLB Network. And he had no idea what was going on with his team. Congratulations on Cody Bellinger. We've got breaking news. You're welcome. Really? Nice. Yeah, you're welcome. That <laughs> just happened? <laughs> yeah. Did it really? Just happened. Nice. John Heyman reported. I <laughs> All right. That well, you guys, you guys right. are in the know. Like, <laughs> okay, well, okay. I can't say that. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to say that. He had no idea. He was actually alerted on TV live. It's and he funny. got Jamison Tyone. Uh, yes, correct. Tyone goes there. And Taiwan Walker, four years to the... The Phillies are the team I that are spending like crazy. Right. The Phillies. Man, I love Taiwan. So Walker. did I. I'm, but there's another one. Like, why would the Mets have not re-signed Taiwan know. Walker? I thought we liked him. You're looking for pitching. You've got a guy right in front of you. Did well here. Like, we did, what? Yeah. This is what I'm saying. They're not spending like crazy. I saw uh, John Heyman. You know, when he tweeted about uh, Tyone or Walker, and I just looked. He had like three thousand comments, and my thought was it was just all. People going, you sure? You sure? <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. He'll listen. He'll be fine. That's going to be a tough one for about a week or two. Yeah, Anytime he breaks a story now, yep. Um, he can't look at his mentions. I would not. I did one very funny line driving in this morning, listening to Sal when he was talking about Heyman being wrong about it. He goes, "I guess the good news for me is I couldn't overreact since I've been blocked by John Heyman, so I never saw it." <laughs> It's actually pretty funny. All right, quick break. 517, just getting started. Lots to do. Not many games last night, though the New Jersey Devils won yet again. I believe they're 21-4-1. and How about that? Pretty damn good. Uh, the Islanders did lose, but we have uh, more sports to get to and a lot of football, too, on this Wednesday morning than Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan. 
Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f- yourself? <laughs> wow. Wow, you weren't kidding. You were you came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Little raspberry beret. Sounds like it. Sounds like it very much so. Not Prince. Uh, Five twenty-five. Hello. Uh, he's Al. I'm Jerry. That's Eddie. Uh, a lot on Aaron Judge in the uh, first thing. A lot on Aaron Judge the rest of the morning, as a matter of fact. Yeah, Jerry. What are we supposed to do with all of our Aaron Judge jerseys? You wear them. What? You wear I wouldn't them. wear them if I'm a Yankee. I fan. will tell you. you. Can't wear ninety-nine. That's the one thing. Why not? Because he's a traitor. There's not. He fulfilled his contract. If he leaves. Yeah, but he leaves. I'm thinking about the children's, Jerry. They're going to be listen. There's going to be a lot of very upset children. Yeah. in this area, if Aaron Judge is a San Francisco Giant this season, well, you know what you can do. You can wear your Aaron Judge uh, jerseys to the first weekend of the first series of the season when no. the Yankees play the Giants. You got to boo his ass. No, oh, I yeah. actually think you will get an ovation. I've got we've I've got Jerry an Aaron Judge jersey. I've got no use for. I've got a judge's wig I can no longer wear. I've got gavels in my house that I was using during Yankee games. Why don't you not be so cheap and go take some trips to San Francisco? I got all this Aaron Judge-related crap. We've got an Aaron Judge bobblehead here. That's going in the garbage. Yeah. I'm going to dump it right in the trash, Jerry. I think this is different. Why? Because he's going home. He's going home. No, I'm, I'm serious about that. If it was just to any other team, like the DeGrom thing stings. Oh, my fans don't seem to care. But, like, the DeGrom's like, you went to Texas? Right. That's a money grab. It it certainly feels like that for sure. DeGrom, uh, Judge is getting paid no matter where he goes. He's not dancing with any other teams. Any team would love to have him. It's home or what's become his home. I get it. The Yankees, if they do have one more shot. You know, like where they like one listen, opportunity, one opportunity. If you had one opportunity, <laughs> I'd be like this. You know, ever since I was in grade school, they told us the big earthquake was coming to San Francisco. It hadn't happened yet. Probably going to happen when you're there. Maybe you want to come live you in New York. You can't live in fear, out. We have I know no you earthquakes. Do, we have you, no earthquakes here. No, we have superstorms. Superstorms, sure. Yeah. But you're not, gonna, you're not going to get eaten up in an earthquake. Well, that's very true. That happens once every hundred and something years. You're right. Yeah. And San Francisco's right on those two fault lines, Jerry. The two plates. We've moved, the I mean, plates are moving. You are living somewhere where Eddie says it's going to be underwater soon. So. I know. That bothers me. I know. But I'll, I'll probably be passed at that time. Maybe. Impossible. Or you might have sold by then. But you still put fear in the rearview mirror and right. you bought your place. Maybe Don't worry wait, about it. Maybe I'll wait till the ocean's right at my front porch. Then I'll sell and be like, this is oceanfront property. <laughs> Literally, it's right out. So step right out into the ocean. If I were you, I'd probably sell sooner rather than later. <laughs> Plus, San Francisco has a terrible uh, I love San Francisco. homeless problem, drug so problem. So, have you looked around New York City? I actually think San Holy Francisco crap. is worse than New York City. I got to tell you, I, it's everywhere. It really, and yes, it is bad. I agree. Yeah. When we were there for the Super Bowl, it was terrible. There's no question. But all these big cities have, have major and issues. Th- and that was cleaned up 
for the Super Bowl in San Francisco. Supposedly, I mean, that was after the cleanup. You think he's living in the city of San Francisco? You know what beautiful suburbs there are out there in Northern California? Is that right? That's not where he's living. Hmm. I well, don't think so. I would, if I was uh, trying to make a decision, first of all, driving from anywhere to the Bronx sounds like a nightmare to do that 81 times. So I would be out just for that reason. Like, what's the commute like from where the players live in San Francisco difficult. to the stadium? I would think difficult. Man, maybe that's why uh, DeGrom went to Texas. Probably Oh, easier. lovely. Lovely, right? You just oh. get on a That stadium is right next to AT&T Stadium yeah. in Arlington. I'm t- just roads everywhere. Oh, the Land. Rangers Stadium is right by Cowboys? Both of them. The ballpark, which they have not torn down. They use it for high school and college games now is right next to the new ballpark that they built for the Rangers, which is right next to AT&T Stadium. It is a great area. It's really cool. And then you got Six Flags is right there. There's a water park right there, hotels is everywhere. Right? Yeah, it's really cool. Sounds like a Shangri-La out there. Um, it, Jerry's you know what? World. I've always said that Philadelphia has the best sports complex area in the country. Yeah. Because I think it is phenomenal right off the highway there. And, they're, you know, you got the uh, the football stadium, the baseball stadium, and the, and the rink and the arenas right there. This is... Pretty close to it, if not better, because there's more things to do around it. We got the Mall of America or the Mall of something in New Jersey, Xanadu or you know, whatever, whatever they call called. it, America's Mall, something. Which is neat. It just looks ugly. Here. Now, do you think the Yankees owe it to the fans to trade in their judge jerseys if they want no. for something new? He, no. Do. He fulfilled his contract. You know what I'm saying? But no. It would show. Trade in for what? For like a. For, who, what? For like a... Isaiah Connor Falefa jersey? <laughs> yeah, exactly, Jerry. No. No. <laughs> or a Rizzo jersey. No. Is Rizzo still here? Yeah, he re-signed. Oh, right. With the hopes the judge would be back. What about the third baseman? He's still here, Jerry? The former... Josh Donaldson? Yeah, They're trying desperately to trade him, it seems like. <laughs> no one wants him. <laughs> that reminds me, I saw the Baker Mayfield story yesterday. Yes. Where they're like the Rams, the Rams get Baker Mayfield yeah. off of uh, waivers. They were the only team to put in a claim. Yeah, no one else wanted him. Jerry well, he was a discarded toy. I know. How does that work though? Because the teams below him never got a chance because they claimed them. Right, but I guess he, they were the only team to put in a claim. Okay, got it. And he may, now they're talking about he may start this week for the Rams. Have you seen who was playing quarterback for them this <laughs> I week? Not. I don't even know. They're down to their third stringer, right. right? Yeah. So if you can bring him in, and even if the playbook is light. Why not? Yeah, they said they've uh, mailed them the they got they yeah. got them the playbook. Start studying. Yeah, here we go. That's gotta suck to have to study a whole new playbook and the terminology and the yeah. language. I'm yeah. just listen. I'm gonna run around back there, get open. Well, good luck. That's a cool. At least he's moving to a team with a cool uniform. He and he gets the, to hang out in L.A. for a little while. Right. He went to the Browns. Terrible uniforms. He went to the Panthers. An expansion team. Now he's in Los Angeles, Jerry. With Rams. a bad Rams team. I hope he goes and moves into that Rams stadium like he lived in the <laughs> Cleveland one. <laughs> what was that, Progressive? What, what commercial I was that? I don't even remember, but I enjoyed those. I liked Those were was, funny. That he was living in uh, the Cleveland stadium with his wife. Yes, until he got kicked out. Until he got kicked out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Well, he can go start. This will be a good uh, audition for him now. Because right, I think it's just for the rest of the season, yeah, I believe. Yeah, the rest of the season. So see if he can play, and then uh, maybe the Giants will sign him next year. Who knows? <laughs> Jerry, we got Daniel Jones over I, here. I agree, and I would re-sign Daniel Jones because I don't think your options are any better. It's funny, too, where it's like, uh, well, like uh, Daniel Jones, all of a sudden it's because you're going to make him your starting quarterback or he's your starting quarterback, mm-hmm. and because you, you want to sign him, it's like, well, you got to pay him starting quarterback money. 
$40 billion. No, 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 no. I think the numbers you're talking about would be a very average starting quarterback salary. He's not – you're not giving him what Aaron, Aaron uh, Rodgers is getting. He's not getting $40 million a year. No, but there's this – like when Boomer talks about this expectation sure. that uh, – like if you're going to make a commitment to him as your quarterback, oh, it's uh, – you know, they, you pay quarterbacks big money as if there's going to be other people knocking down his door. No, he'll get signed, but no one's going to be knocking down his door for big money. And they're just not. Yeah. But would I say you could give Daniel Jones, like like Dak Prescott got 40-something million dollars a year. Aaron Rodgers got almost 50, I think. Could you give Daniel Jones three years, $75 million? Yeah. Give him a million dollars a game, $17 million a year. I don't feel like, well. That, that sounds crazy, doesn't it? A million dollars a game for well, Daniel about, Jones, a couple of passes. Is, it, is that more crazy than, because he could die on the field, by the way. Is Daniel that Jones. crazier than giving, I don't know, Justin Verlander $1.5 million hopeful start? Yeah. Yes, that is crazy. Yeah. That's if he starts 30 times. Yeah. He'd make $1.4 million a start. He gets hurt a little bit and makes 20 starts, $2 million a start. And if he only wins 10 games, $4 million a win. I mean, how? what are we talking about? And if about? he gets knocked out, like, uh, you know, second inning, I'd go to him and go, we need a couple of that. Right, but back. no one cares that they still get their money. We're going to need a couple of the dollars back from that game you got shelled in the second inning. And we don't feel like we got our $1.5 million worth. Yep. The other uh, football news that came out yesterday was that your Dallas Cowboys seemed to, they were goo goo gaga for Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, really wanted him. And now they have concerns after meeting with him that his uh, torn ACL has not progressed enough, Jerry, and they don't know that he would play before... Mid-January. Well, I, I don't know why anybody thought he... So, I was the one that said, if he's really healthy and he's cleared, great. And then you sit there and think about it. He got injured in the Super Bowl in February. A guy's going to come back and play that level of football earlier than February? Like, it's got to take you a long time, yeah, no? I would think so. So, I, I don't know. And I, why wouldn't he work out for teams? I don't know. I refuse to work I, out. I don't know the answer to that. But please sign me. I'm very healthy. Clearly not. I'd be very concerned if uh, uh, someone wouldn't work out for me. Yes, for sure. Right? What are they hiding? What about this? Now that uh, the Cowboys seem not interested, would the Giants swoop in now, Jerry? I don't think so. <laughs> me neither. I don't think so. I think this is this would be a concern every team would have. Maybe the Rams will take him back. We could go Baker Mayfield to OBJ connection. Would, if I'm Odell Beckham Jr. at this point, I'd yeah. probably just say, you know what? Let's go into uh, the summer, you know, the off season, and get himself the deal he wants. Ramp it up, yeah. Be ready to go in twenty twenty three. Rather than rush it and and risk another injury, which yeah. would set you back and could end your career at this point, probably just wait. I really would. And then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, everyone thought he broke his foot. This to me is a nothing story. What do you mean? What do you mean, Jerry? Because the idea that like so the headline is could be back. <laughs> do you see when he could be back? Yeah, in eight weeks. What the, what time? It's December 7th. <laughs> Today is, you're saying? Eight weeks is the Super Bowl. So what? He's not going to play re- for two months. Correct. If Brock Purdy Purdy-goo. plays pretty good and gets them to the Super Bowl, yeah. you're then going to take him out? Correct, No, Jerry. you're not. We're gonna throw... It's a nothing story. He's done <laughs> for the year. See you whenever. Yeah. With whoever. Right. Good for him. He doesn't need to have surgery. Yeah, absolutely. You never want to go under the knife, Jerry. But that headline, he could be back, is yeah. crap. <laughs> Great. Brock Purdy's going to bring him uh, to the Super Bowl. Then they're like, yeah, we're going to sit you down. No son. way. 
No chance. Well, sit you down, fella, young fella. Mm-mm. We've got the veteran, Jimmy Garoppolo. If back. I asked you right now for mm-hmm. the most famous, should he play when he's healthy or should we ride the hot hand? Mm. Could you come up with that? The most, It's got to be the most famous one in the history of the NFL. Phil Simms. Phil Simms. And uh, the other guy. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Should we no, because that? when Sims got hurt, they were 10-0, oh, and 0, I believe. I got one. And then Hostetler rode him the rest of the way. I don't know if Phil was ready to come back. He but... wasn't. Uh, Earl Marl, Bob Greasy in the undefeated season was one. What about? But the... I, I know what you're talking yes. about. Yes. Are you talking about Brady? Because he's the greatest player of all. Oh, Brady. Yes, correct. There mm-hmm. was so much conversation about, ooh, do we go back to blood? So he's healthy. No. And and Belichick wouldn't say. Really? He would not. I, I remember that. that. He would not say. And he just rode with Brady, and they would show you, you know, they'd see Bledsoe on the side. I remember they brought Bledsoe in for, like, one series or one play. Was it in Pittsburgh? I forget where it was in the playoffs. But yeah, that was it. It was more than one, though. He he won that game. Because Brady Bledsoe? got knocked out a little yes. bit. But then they had the conversation going into the Super Bowl, correct, over who was going to start. Mm-hmm. Correct. And then it was, it was Brady. That's wild. Brady's Imagine team. going into the Super Bowl, not sure who you're. Well, he was sure he wasn't going to tell. Oh, he knew. Yes, there was no way he was going to let on with who he was who he was starting. But yeah, that was go back to that one. That one was pretty crazy. And then Drew and I always get him confused. I say Drew, and I think Breeze, but Drew Bledsoe then got replaced by Tony Romo in Dallas. Uh, that was the other weird thing. Yes, that is correct. He got replaced by two guys that went on. He was bad. Bledsoe was. Yeah, yeah, he was Old. struggling. Yeah, it just wasn't. It wasn't working. It was. I think he came in. If I remember, that was against the Giants on a Monday night game or a Sunday night game. Romo came in and played the second half after Bledsoe was bad in the first half and never looked back. I got. I'll check that during the break. I'm pretty sure that was against the Giants in a primetime game. It's a primetime. Quick break. We'll have that answer for you on the other side, and then more to do. And then Boomer and Geo at six on the fan. All right, coming up on a quarter to six, it is uh, the warm-up show. Until then, Boomer and Geo at 6 o'clock. So it was, two, that was week seven, 2006, where it was Cowboys-Giants. Bledsoe uh, had, was having interception issues in the first six, seven weeks of the season. He throws a pick right before the half in the end zone. Parcells has enough. He tells Michelle Tafoya, go on with Romo. It's enough. And ironically enough, the look back on this is in 2016 – where the headline was Cowboys replaced Bledsoe with this guy. <laughs> and it's That's a picture it of Romo, yeah. And it's linked to an article, and this was written in 16, when the Cowboys were trying to figure out when Romo comes back, does Dak sit? Oh, interesting. Because it was instead, a similar thing. And Well, yes and no. I mean, uh, the whole thing with Dak and, and Romo, Romo was back injury. Romo lost his job because he couldn't get back in time, and Dak took over and they took off. It was like, oh, what are we going to do now? Sorry, you got to sit. It was blood so stunk, which is why Romo took over for him. When I think of Tony Romo, I mainly think of the Smith snap in Seattle. Yeah, yeah for sure. That's like the first thing that yeah. comes to mind. Yep, he I was know. the holder, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did he? Was it a bad snap or did he mishandle? The he snap? just dropped it. It he was did. not a bad. And he and if you remember, he had the awareness and he was alert to almost. He almost scored. He got up and ran. He with picked it. it up, ran, and he. I think he was stopped a yard shy of the of the goal line. And that also, because Parcells was under contract, he couldn't take it. That was it. That was his last game. That was Parcells' last game? He was mm-hmm. like, so? Yeah. Because everyone thought he was coming back. Yeah. Because that was the Cowboys had made the playoffs. Things were starting to turn. 
and he just it, it got him like I can't do this anymore. It was a it was a knife through. It was the a, heart, gut punch, yeah. a gut punch. Yeah, now if they you will. they would not. There was no um, assurances they would have won that game. There was still, if I remember correctly, there was like that was a Saturday night playoff game in Seattle, and I want to say there was like a minute and a half to go. So they would have taken the lead, but I think they would have only gone up by two points. They probably would have lost anyway, but. That happened. I mean, it was just crushing. We'll never know, Jerry. No, we'll never know. You're right. Never know. Uh, this past weekend at the Raider game, Jerry, uh, Mark Davis, a Raiders owner, was uh, hanging out with a uh, beautiful blonde woman. Good for him. <laughs> she was been identified, Jerry. A lot of people, a lot of internet sleuths, uh, as soon as they saw her, they're like, who is this gal? Uh, her name is Hayden Hopkins. Great. She's 25 years old, Jerry. Good for him and her. He is 67. Are they happy together? Well, she says they're friends. Okay. She is a professional performer at Cirque du Soleil. How do you say that? Cirque du Soleil? Keep going. Cirque du Soleil. (laughs) In Las Vegas. Cirque du Soleil? (laughs) What is it? If I say it fast, I think I do it right. Go ahead. Jerry, uh, this uh, Hayden Hopkins is a professional performer at Cirque du Soleil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I do that that's right? the right way. Okay. As opposed to when you overthink it. Yeah. Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> so she's, uh, she was in the owner's box. Le Cage France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She is something else. I uh, yeah. I checked out her Instagram page. You think I don't she's know trying if... to sneak in there for when uh, the younger Davis passes that she takes over? Maybe. Who knows? Or maybe they're just friends. I looked at... How is He's the 67? How is the 67-year-old friends Damn. with a 25-year-old? I don't know. Al, I don't know. It's in Vegas. Who the hell knows what goes on out there? You know or anywhere. You know what they say, Jerry? What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Yeah, unless, you're, right, unless you're caught on camera, then the whole world knows <laughs> right. on the internet. Then, right. So not really. It doesn't quite necessarily always stay in Vegas. He is worth $1.9 billion. Is that all? I I said this respectively. Yeah, for real. That's what it's. That's what his uh, Wikipedia page says. The Yankees are worth seven billion dollars. You're telling me the Raiders are only worth one point whatever you said. One point nine. Well, maybe that's what he's worth. He owns them. But yeah, but I, mean, I don't know how they worked that out. Like, if he sold them, then he would be worth more. I guess. Has he ever been married? This. Uh... You tell me. I'm not up on my market. I didn't even know he likes to go to the one place for food and get his hair cut. I have no idea. Oh, P.F. Chang's? He yeah. loves P.F. Chang's. Yeah, this no gal idea. must love P.F. Chang's. Maybe they go to P.F. Chang's together. The Raiders organization the Raiders. is worth $5.1 billion as of January of this year. So why is he only worth one point? That's what billion. I just said. Oh. I don't know. Un- Good enough for Hayden Hopkins, Jerry. Depends on the stake he has in the team. You know? Oh, I see what you're saying. There could be others involved. Yes. He's the majority owner, but yeah. let's see. What person? I'm doing what you hate. I'm checking out. Not checking out of the show. I'm checking I out. See. I'm not doing like a tiki and tier anything. Like I'm checking out the percentage that he owns of the Raiders. So she must be some sort of trapeze artist if she's in Cirque du Soleil. I suppose. I have right? no idea. I've never seen that. I don't Me know. neither. I have no interest in neither do I. Cirque, circus acts. He owns 47% of the team. That's his Mark and Carol. Who's Carol? Carol. Oh. Mrs. Pussy Feathers. <laughs> I hope Carol's his mom. Otherwise, Carol's going to be pretty pissed. Mom is uh, 67. <laughs> Whoever this Carol is going to be pretty pissed that he's hanging out with a 25-year-old in the box. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Boy, Carol it must Davis. be nice to have $1.9 Jerry. Yeah, she's still alive. 
She is? Yeah. The mother? I think so. She must I'm, be very I'm proud so of her I'm son. I'm so confused right now. With the bowl cut. No, now this says... This is bizarre. You know what's weird, Jerry? So if he's never been married... Then I was watching some murder mystery last night. Yeah. And they go, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he was 67 and never married. And in my head, I was like, what a loser. Then I'm like, wait a minute. You're 53 and never been married. <laughs> <laughs> hey, throw stones, glass houses. There is something weird about that. Why? I don't know. Like, if you went back to my high school, mm-hmm. how many people of my high school class have never been married? One. It's got to be like me <laughs> and maybe one other person. I'm sure it's I'm, It's alone. I would say under 20 people probably. Oh, way. I bet you it's yeah. way under 20. Well, how many people graduated? 300. All right. That's a small percentage. Right, but I'm saying 10%. Not everybody gets married, as you know. Not now, but but I think in, in my age group. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess. I suppose. To be 53 and never married? Is she is still alive, by the way. People. She is still alive. She's 91. The mom? or 90, Yeah. The they, Rita mom? They approximate her age between 91 and 92. Because they They're don't know sure. if she was born in 1930 or 31. That's how you know you're old, Jerry. When well, they you don't, don't know. even know, there's no birth certificate. We're not even sure. We're ballparking it. Yeah. She was born somewhere 91, 92 <laughs> years ago. We'll pick a date. We'll celebrate. So she was 25 when she had young Mark. Yeah. And now he's dating a, a 25-year-old. <laughs> now, if I were to subtract six, 25 from 67, Jerry, that's a 42-year age difference. Correct. Yeah. No, it's like you at the booming celebration about uh, 10 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I was like a young Mark Davis, Jerry. Right, for real. What? Who? We'll take a break. (laughs) You know I'm right. Eddie, help me. Am I right or am I wrong? Oh, you're right. I know. And more than once. (laughs) 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 It's about a... Oh right, eighteen month stretch there. <laughs> I just, yeah, I just go. Oh right, right. <laughs> you just realized. Right, right. I just remembered. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So once again, stone glass house. Yes. Good morning. <laughs> Pot hey, good black. morning. Yeah. How about that? Hmm. Now you're fifty three. You've you've aged. You've matured. I've matured, Jerry. You Much don't more. Do mature. that anymore. Instead, you correct. just look at girls now with binoculars on the beach. Correct. <laughs> Very different, Stop Jerry. saying correct. Well, pretty good. Uh, how old are you? <laughs> I'd like to meet you at the Applebee's for dinner. Okay. I've or, made lemonade. It's in the kitchen. Or the Bradley Brew Project. Oh, you're not 21. Sorry. <laughs> you can't go. <laughs> this creepy old guy is following me around in the mall. Uh, I was in the mall yesterday. Oh, you went Christmas shopping. Nobody there. Really? It was weird. Did yes. Santa have a line? There was no Santa. No Santa. No. Plus, I That's sat on Santa's lap down by Spike's office. Oh, yesterday. the uh, the uh, <laughs> the dummy Santa. Dummy Santa. Yes, yeah. exactly. Quick break. When we come back. We'll wrap it up. We'll get you to Carton. Uh, get you to Carton and Roberts. Jesus. We'll get you to Boomer and Geo at six right now on Odyssey Sportsman. Amy Lawrence on Baker Mayfield. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, about a minute or so before we get you to Boomer and Geo. Still waiting word on Aaron George, or Arson George, or whatever the hell his name is these days. Uh, don't know about that. Devils won Islanders lost. You got the Knicks and Nets back in action tonight. What else, Al? I'm getting a massage from Boomer. Ouch. If that's what you'd like oh, to call oh, it. Ow, ow, ow. An oil-free massage, by the way. Oil-free, yeah. yeah. And I'm still got my shirt on. 
A lot of friction there in that massage. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah Jerry. By the way, uh, we lost the legendary boxing ref, Mills Lane. You know him, Jerry? Who was on with Tony Page back in the day. Oh, and really? he was one of the, I, when I was producing, and he was one of the sweetest men. I, anyway, I talked to him for two minutes. Yeah. Could not have been nicer. Hi, it's Mills Lane. He, yeah, he was very, he was a sweetheart. He was the only boxing referee you would ever know. Yes. Right? Probably. And now if I were to say, Jerry, name a boxing referee. Mills Lane. You all, he's passed, unfortunately. Oh. I mean, a current one? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every day now, and I, I know it's because we get, as as we get older, Jerry, people get older. Well, we like were just every, talking about Carol Davis. She's 92. Well, and then every day I'm coming in here going, Kirstie Alley's passed away, Jerry. Yeah. Mills Lane has passed away. I know. I know. We're at the age, boys, where it's yeah. either birth or death. It sucks. Birth or death. This, is, this stage of life stinks. No, it doesn't. It does. All kind of, in some ways. Yeah. It does. Hmm. Parents, friends passing away. Parents yeah. pass. Oh, it's awful. Boxing referees. I mean, yeah. Everyone, Jerry. WFAN FM. WFAN FM HD1, New York. Always live on the free Odyssey app.